A children's TV show featuring a man with a huge penis is sparking a debate. A police officer is mistaken for a stripper at a swinger party. And no excessive barking signs at a dog park. These are the weird stories on Monday on Weird AF News. Yes, you're listening to Weird AF News. Did you know that? You pressed play or you told your smart speaker to play Weird AF News. Or maybe it automatically did. Oh, the AI is coming to get us. This is Jonesy, the host of Weird AF News. As I always say, this is the only daily weird news podcast hosted by a comedian inside a closet. Want me to knock on the, w- on the wall to prove it? Right, It's right near my head. You didn't believe me, did you? Yeah. Hey, mainstream news. Listen to Weird AF News with Jonesy. A children's television show has debuted in Denmark about a man with a huge and uncontrollable penis. They've really taken a risk here. This is some edgy stuff for children's programming, it seems. Let's find out, though. Maybe it's fun. Denmark's flagship broadcaster has suffered some blowback over its newest children's TV program called John Dillermand. This is an animation starring a man with a penis so huge, so massive, and flexible. His penis can save children from danger, fetch objects from a river, and even operate as a pogo stick. What's well, a magical penis that John Dillerman has? Wow. Just showing the kids what's possible with your member. <laughs> if you dream, <laughs> take a risk. Uh, this show, whose 13 episodes are available to watch on the DR Network's website, you guys are rushing now. Look, what is this DR network? I need to watch John Dillamand. I got to see this penis operate as a pogo stick. Fetch objects from a river. That's a strange thing to do with your, with your giant penis. With your massive penis fetching objects from a river. Uh, it follows the character John Dillamand as he navigates an array of unexpected scenarios caused by his inexplicably huge genitalia. Because oh, you guys know the scenarios that'll come about with your big ass genitalia. When you got a penis this big, just unexpected scenarios come about. People offer you money. In one episode, for instance, the mustached Dillerman uses his gigantic stripy organ as a lead for his dog. I guess a lead means a leash. I guess that's what they call it in Denmark. Uh, they mention his penis is stripy, and it is absolutely, absolutely true. Uh, I'm looking at a photo of it. It's a long penis with stripes. So, I mean, it's pleasant to look at. I mean, from afar, you wouldn't even think that it was a penis. You would think that it was just a rope of some sort that he's just using to save children out of trees. <laughs> so anyways, in one of these episodes, let's get into the, let's get into the unexpected scenario that uh, Mr. Dillerman needed to use his gigantic organ to get out, to extrapolate himself from. So he uses his gigantic stripy organ as a leash for his dog, but quickly finds himself inundated with requests from his neighbors to take their pets out for a walk, too. Oh, boy, the hijinks. Do the neighbors know what you're actually using for a leash, John Dillerman? Do they realize that it's your massive organ? I'm sure they know that. Uh, I mean, how do you not spot a guy's penis that's this big? I'm sure the neighbors are all talking about it. The wives of the neighbors are staring at it. They can't control themselves. They're dreaming about John Dillerman's <laughs> stripy organ. At another point in the episode, John Dillerman with his giant massive penis is stuck floating in midair after balloons are tied to his groin. <laughs> uh, 
In another episode, he breaks a friend's vase with his penis. Yeah, of course, he's probably breaking many a vase. This guy's like a bull in a china shop with his penis. Sorry about that. That was my, was that my penis? Yeah, I'm sorry about that. I knocked over your, your vase and a bunch of your plates. I believe I knocked over, what did I knock over? Something in your yard? I mean, I could be knocking things in, in the third floor. I don't even see them. My genitalia is so long. So he breaks a friend's vase with his massive penis, and then he must raise money to pay, to pay his friend back. In another episode, he uses his penis to steal an ice cream at the zoo. I need more information on that one. Uh, first of all, you shouldn't be using your penis for bad. Use your penis for good, sir. You're like a superhero now. With a giant genitalia comes a giant responsibility, John Dillermand. <laughs> what a strange name, too. They should have, I don't know, is Diller or... Does Diller mean, is it some sort of slang for penis in, in Denmark? I mean, the name, the penis should be in the name of the show, or the title of the show, in my opinion. I don't think they're, I don't know. It's just, it's just an opportunity here for some massive PR here. If you just insert the genitalia in the title of the show. I mean, they're getting PR right now anyways, because it's just shocking as hell. It says here, the show's opening montage. Ooh, I wonder what, the, I should watch the montage. I'm sure it's amazing. The show's opening montage montage shows John Dillerman using his genitals to keep a lion away from a group of children. I guess that means that's when they say he saves kids with his with his penis. This is a good use for your penis to keep the lions away from the children. Now, this show was generally met with hilarity in Denmark and across the internet, with many praising it as an appropriate and lighthearted way to teach children about the human anatomy. Well, I don't think it's that at all. I mean, this is just, you know, if it's a good story and the adventures are fun, people are going to watch it, whether it's a penis or Indiana Jones's whip. I mean, it doesn't matter if the writing is good, if the story's engaging. This isn't about teaching kids about human anatomy so much as it, it's just entertainment, I imagine. Some people took issue, of course, with the main character's central trait. Of course, these people are no fun. Danish politician Morten Messerschmidt. Yes, I'm Morten Messerschmidt, and I don't agree with the character's member. Uh, Morten is a member of the right-wing Danish People's Party. He said children should not be forced to watch a cartoon depiction of an adult man's groin. Oh, I didn't know they were forcing them to watch it, Mort. Are they tying them down, like in that character from Clockwork Orange, and having his their eyes pushed open not Ludwig van not Ludwig van is that what they're doing to the children in Denmark forcing them to watch this giant penis show I highly doubt it Morton Messerschmidt a handful of parents have taken to the Facebook page of this children's network urging them to remove the program oh please don't remove the program man this is good comedy I'm a fan of good comedy and there's not enough of it Uh, so a spokesperson from the network told the media that most of those who criticized the program did so without even seeing the show because it wasn't even released. Wow, how about that? See, this is what you get. People that don't, it's like people that are retweeting things that they don't read. Same thing. And people that are just out there just looking to be offended by something. They're just like the offense police. I'm here. What is, is there something offensive? I need to find it. I need to find what's offensive. I will find it. I will let everybody know it's offensive. It's offensive to me. It must be offensive to everyone because my... The bar of my offensiveness is equal to the bar of everyone else's offensiveness. Now, the great majority here in Denmark are making fun of the few critics. Instead, says the network, hundreds of thousands are supporting the John Dillerman show. Well, way to go. 
In Denmark, this show is a huge success, and the children are watching it in big numbers. I love that. In America, this would be problematic. This show would be immediately taken off the air. <laughs> All it would take is six Karens to complain, and then it would be done. Absolutely done. I love how the network in Denmark is like, yep, yeah, screw you, okay? Kids are enjoying this. And by the way, you're complaining about it before it's even aired, or and you haven't even seen it. Now, the network's online description of this show states that while Dillerman's genitals get him into embarrassing situations, it can be used for good once he embraces that he is different. Yeah, see, this show teaches a nice... It's got, it's got morals. It teaches a nice a universal theme and lesson for children that is embrace what it is that makes you different. Just so happens that this guy's got, you know, a giant tool. You know, and instead of just using it for porn, he's using it to save puppies out of trees and fetch things out of a river and beat away lions, this sort of thing. This is wonderful. Call the show if you find this completely offensive, but at least please watch the trailer before you do that, okay? 646-450-2012. A police officer was mistaken for a stripper at a swinger party. When the police arrived to raid a home... 20 couples were having dinner at a farm located in Sierra de los Padres, Mar del Plata, 400 kilometers south from Buenos Aires. You guys like how I roll my tongue? That's called high school Spanish, baby. You know what's up. Bringing it to the job. After it was denounced, some police officers and inspectors who work for the municipality knocked on the door at 10 p.m. Yeah, because you're not supposed to be gathering, I'd imagine. They hear a gathering. What's going on in there? Well, a man opened and kindly invited them to come inside. Oh, the strippers are here. Come on in, strippers. No, 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 we're, we're police. Yeah, you're police, all right. Come on, strippers, get in here, all right? We've been waiting for you. We paid good money for you guys. And by the way, you look authentic, so we got our money's worth for sure. Is that a real gun? Wow, unbelievable. You went above and beyond what I expected. Come on in here, strippers. No, we're the police, actually. So apparently the officers go in because what's going on here is, you know, it's a house party during a pandemic and that violates restrictions. Here's a quote from the police. When they saw us, they thought we were part of the show. They thought that we were strippers. <laughs> what happened? Inside the house, one of the women who was going to participate in the swinger meeting ran into, I like how they call it a swinger meeting. Yeah, like they're going to go over their budget. <laughs> hey, are you coming to the swinger meeting? Yeah. What are you going to discuss at the meeting? We're going to discuss all the positions that we're going to be involved in in the next swinger meeting. <laughs> swinger meeting. Oh, man. Makes it, well, it makes it sound official. You going to the swinger party? Party? Hello. It's a meeting, okay? And we dress up. All right? This isn't a joke. We take our swinger gatherings very seriously. We have an accountant and a treasurer. <laughs> okay, back to the story. There's a female police officer. She's inside. Now, one of the swinger people thought that she was, you know, part of the party and whispered, look at your eyes. You make me warm up. <laughs> you make me warm up, police lady. Oh, boy. At no point did the cops just let everybody know, hey, you're under arrest. Like, when, how long did it take them to drop that line? You're all under arrest. Break it up. None of them said break it up, break it up. I mean, unless they did and nobody at the party believed them. Well, look, look at them telling us to get on the floor and put our hands behind our back. They are really selling the role tonight. Wow, you guys are great. You strippers, man, you're really taking it seriously. We like that. 
So what went down? Well, clearly the police officers didn't participate in any swinger meeting. All the participants there were identified and indicted by violation of Section 205 of the Criminal Code, which punishes whoever disobeys sanitary measures for epidemic containment. A very fancy way of saying, don't gather, stupid. The person who organized the party apparently said that this is not the first time they organize these kinds of events. And that even the 20 married couples originally from the city of Buenos Aires paid a, quote, sexual tour fee that includes accommodation, transfers, meals, and several nights of fun. <laughs> they, they broke it up. Wow, they paid a sexual tour fee? This is what you get? You get to go to a farm and, <laughs> in the middle of nowhere with other couples and have dinner? And then who knows? Wow, this is like, a, what an easy way to make money. People will pay for anything. Really, they will. I, I mean, it's not an easy way to make money now because you're flouting, you know, pandemic social distancing rules and you got to really do it undercover. But I mean, this just like sounds like a great way to make some cash if you got if you own a barn, apparently. <laughs> this is not the first time something like this has happened in England. Apparently, a police officer was also mistook for a stripper at a birthday party. Wow. I guess that's part of the job. You know, you're a police officer. If you show up at a party, especially alone for an instant, people might be like, ah, you're going to take off your clothes, maybe, maybe. Are you gonna take them out? You gonna take it off? Oh no! Oh no! You took your gun out. I guess we're I guess we're going to jail. No excessive barking signs at a dog park draws criticism. Frequent visitors of a downtown Winnipeg dog park weren't wagging their tails when new signage told them to please be quiet. During the pandemic, the city has seen an uptick in traffic at dog parks, and more dogs means more noise. Yeah, that's right. There's a lot of dogs, man. Everybody ran out and got a dog during the pandemic, apparently. They were like, I'm going to be home alone. No, no, I don't think so. I'm going to go get an animal. You should have got more creative, though, because dogs, like, really? Everybody has dogs. Get yourself some monkeys or a wolverine or something fun. I don't know. One of those Gila monsters. <laughs> How about a Tasmanian devil? Yeah, just throw it in your closet. Take it for a walk now and then. Just terrorize everybody in the neighborhood. In other words, get creative. Okay, that's enough out of me with that. Okay, uh, back to the story. Back to the grill again. The grill again. Okay, so more dogs, more noise. Yeah, that makes sense. And by the way, these dog parks must be crowded. How many dog fights are happening? Recently, Bonnie Castle Dog Park in downtown Winnipeg. You guys know the place. You guys have been to Bonnie Castle Dog Park, haven't you? Of course you have. The dog park has been the source of complaints from residents saying the noise is excessive. Well, you should have thought twice then before you decided to live next to a dog park, stupids. I love how everybody wants to just blame it on the other stuff. You know, don't blame it on yourself that you chose to live in a noisy downtown area. Granted, I did complain about the helicopters flying over my head when I was living in downtown L.A. But I knew about the helicopters going in. I really didn't have a right to complain. You know, mostly I just did it because it's funny. Uh, Michaela Prentice brought her dog, Samosa, to Bonnie Castle for some fresh air. Ooh, let's find out what happened when... M Michaela brought Samosa. It's nice to hear that you guys in Canada name your dogs the same just bougie way that we name them down in the States. Just, it's just unbelievable. On her way in, she spotted some new signage on the fence. I noticed that today when I came in the park, the no excessive dog barking sign. I noticed that sign. No excessive dog barking. Definitely new to me. I haven't seen that before. I can, I can see why it went up. I can. 
When I was there in the summertime, there were some aggressive dogs, some really big dogs barking. I mean, they were big. They were barking. The park is next to an apartment building, and there, there would be people on the balcony shouting down for us to be quiet. I remember that. Big dogs barking. People telling us to shut up. Yeah, I can see where the sign came from. Prentice said in the summer there were close to 40 or 50 dogs in the park at one time. Noise was definitely an issue. Well, they found the one dog owner who's going to side with the people living in the apartments. You will very, very rarely find a dog owner that will do that. Dog owners are really, in, mo in most instances, just blindly on the side of all dogs in all situations. Really, really, irrationally, in my opinion, as well. You know who you are. You, dog, you, you got dog on the brain. You're annoying. <laughs> if it was up to you, it'd be like a dog park on every corner, and the rest of us would have to shut up. Kaylee Askin brought her four-legged friends to Bonnie Castle Dog Park to burn off some energy. Come on, guys, let's burn off some energy at the castle. She said that dogs bark when they play. It's a sign that they're having fun. Yeah, that's right. These are dogs, man. They're going to bark. You know, The solution is move away. Sorry to say. You're never going to get rid of a dog park that's in your neighborhood. People want more dog parks, if anything. In fact, people, when they find that there's a dog park in a neighborhood and they own a dog, they will specifically target that neighborhood to live in because you can't just find dog parks all over the place. This is a very desirable neighborhood, I'll bet. And I'll bet you the price of an apartment here is just exorbitant. That's a big word that I pulled out. Are you guys proud of me? Uh, this lady says, her name is Kaylee. She says, dogs bark when they play. Oh, got that. Then she said, it's a dog park. The dogs bark. Everyone always tries their best to get them not to, but I think it's something that's inevitable. So this is what you do. I mean, you put hours on the dog park, which they probably already have. Most dog parks have an hour. You can't go in after 10 p.m. or something like that. It's like the swimming pool in the apartment building. For whatever reason, everybody decided 10 p.m. is the hour. Get out of the pool. I don't know why. I don't know where that came from. But the fun must end at 10 p.m. Always. I don't know why. I'm sure the dog park has a similar rule. And if not, you can enact one of these things. Because you can't have dogs barking at 3 a.m. for definitely sure. Part one of the city's responsible pet ownership bylaws say t says to ensure that a dog does not bark or howl or otherwise unduly disturb the quiet of any individual. I mean, you can't control these things. Uh, the article ends with a quote from this Prentice girl who's on the side of the apartment people. I think if your dog is louder, perhaps take them to a park on the outskirts of the city. You know, this one being downtown. If you have a big, large dog, it's probably not advisable. Okay? Okay. Uh, I don't know. You guys probably own dogs. What do you think? I, I, you probably agree with me that uh, if you live there, like, you know what you're getting into. Unless you moved there in 1920, before there was dog parks. Who could have seen this coming, by the way, in 1920? If you told people in 1920, yeah, there's going to be parks specifically for dogs. They would have told you you were nuts. You were nuts. You're like, yeah, and the uh, and Americans spend about $30 million a year on Halloween costumes for their pets. That would just blow minds in 1920. That would have blew minds. People would have accused you of lying. Yay! Hi, everybody. I hope you had a nice weekend. I hope you enjoyed the Florida Friday stories from over the weekend. And uh, I want to thank everybody who sent me Florida stories. Super appreciative. And... I also got a lot of people sending me the story about the guy with the, the cartoon about the guy with the big penis. So that was pretty cool. Uh, I, I really want to watch it. I have a feeling it's not just for kids. Uh, I, have a, I have a new review that I want to read to you uh, written by someone named Jesse802. It was on iTunes, also known as Apple Podcasts, also known as a place that you should go and write me a review. Why not? Uh, five stars, it says here. Huge fan. Love this podcast. 
I listen every day on my way to work. Jonesy is hilarious and informative. Oh, thank you. I appreciate that because I love to be hilarious and informative in life. I think that's the way that you should be. Thank you, Jesse802 from the United States. Uh, what else did I want to bring attention to? Oh, yeah, I got a... Uh, let me see. Somebody joined the Patreon. Let's get to that. Oh, yeah. Jessica Riles joined the Patreon. Yeah, Jessica Riles joined the Patreon. Thank you so much, Jessica Riles. Love you, Lowe. <laughs> I don't know what that was. Just letting you know how much I love you. Jessica Riles also bought me a coffee, it looks like, too. Did you buy me a coffee, too, and join the Patreon? What are you trying to make my mind spin, Jessica? You trying to make me the happiest guy ever? Super appreciative, Jessica. She bought me a coffee, and then she was like, you know what? I'm going to do something on a regular basis. I'm going to buy him. I'm going to join the Patreon. And thank you so much, Jessica. Please enjoy the extra content in Patreon. It's weird. It came from my mind. Also, a uh, big shout out to Ellie Dowling, who sent me a donation as well. Ellie Dowling, a big fan of Weird AF News. Super appreciative for sending a donation. Uh, Jonesy does accept donations, in case you guys were wondering. Jonesy has a PayPal. Jonesy has a Venmo. Jonesy has, uh, you can buy me a coffee off the website, weirdafnews.com. Uh, so big shout out to Ellie for the for the donation. I appreciate that. Great way to start the year, guys. Giving back, you know? Doesn't it feel good to give back? It does. It feels real good. Let's make 2021 a, a, a productive year for all of us. I think it's going to be a... Hey, it's, it's, all, it's all up from here. Is that what they say? It's all... No, they, well, they say all downhill. It's all uphill, right? The opposite of downhill. Wow, my brain. It's all uphill from here, guys. <laughs> Loving it. Can't wait. <laughs> so thanks to, for all those support, by the way. I, I really appreciate it. All jokes aside, I appreciate you guys supporting the show in the ways that you do, uh, either by sending in a donation or buying me a cup of coffee or joining the Patreon or even just writing a review. Or if you don't have to do any of those things. You can tell a friend about the show. That's supporting it as well. Or just listening on a daily basis is also supporting. And I appreciate your time. Uh, your loyal listenership means a lot to me. And it's what keeps me going. It's kept, kept me going for four, four years of Weird AF News almost. And we'll keep it going. Uh, check out my Patreon, by the way, if you haven't yet. I know some of you are on the fence about it. Uh, it's not just a donation and it goes nowhere. Like There's a ton of stuff in there. For instance, you can go right in there and download right away if you want, that Christmas song that I wrote, the, the, the Florida Man Christmas. I mean, why not, why not get that? Throw that on your phone. It's pretty fun, right? Play it for a friend. Make it your ringtone if you guys are into that kind of stuff. If you're crazy. Yeah, there's also tons of content on there as well that's weird. And it's just kind of an extension of the, of the daily show, in my opinion. And I think you'll like it. So go to patreon.com slash weirdafnews. Check that out. Give it a chance. And join the Patreon. Uh, follow me on Instagram at Funny Jones to keep up with me. And thanks you, thanks so much for being here. I appreciate you. And I'll, uh, well, I, well, I'll see you tomorrow. Of course, send me your articles. Funnyjones at gmail.com if you got something. Yeah.